counseling. To me, I was looking at that today, and I'm going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to hurry, but um, okay, we'll hurry. Okay. It says, an awakening that will continue until the return of the Lord. So we're, I want you to look at your neighbor and say, wakey, wakey, and shaky, shaky. Come on. Wakey, wakey, shaky, shaky. Because if you don't wake up, there's going to be a shaky. Come on, somebody. Amen. We don't want God to shake us, right? We want to be alive and ready for what God's about to do. So holy crossing means you can't cross unless you're holy. Okay. Everybody left the building there. Water. I love Vermont water. Okay, so when I was praying about what to share, and I was uh, talking to Pastor Lonnie one day, Larry, sorry, Lonnie, when we were over in the fellowship house, and um, we were talking about things that's going on, and that's what I want to talk a little bit about tonight. And I'm going to read a scripture to put a foundation here. And again, it's an honor to be here with you all. Thank you for allowing me to speak. It's, I don't take it for granted. And I love it up here. I love this area. I just, you know, it's, and I love you more. And I love the fam. Y'all are just family. And God's going to speak some things prophetically tonight over people. He's given me some words. I wrote them down. Just pray I can read my handwriting when it's time to prophesy so I can say something wrong. Okay. Okay. Amen. I had somebody prophesy over me one time. I won't say who it was. And I went to a meeting to support them. And I was going to sit in the back. And because uh, it's one of those meetings where they go for like seven hours. Have you ever been one of those? So I went to support the pastors. And I sat in the back. And they recognized me and brought me right in the front in the center. And I went, I'm not going nowhere for seven hours. So I'm going to sit here and enjoy it. Not that that's a bad thing. But, you know, when you're a pastor, you've got more things to do during the week. It was Saturday night. And so the pastor, the man was, um, I think he was from Kenya or somewhere, and boy, he was prophesying over everybody in the building. He was slapping oil. He had a big bowl of oil. And I thought, God, I just got my hair done. He better not touch my hair with that oil. I'm serious. I was talking to God. I said, my eyelashes. You know, so he looks at me and he goes, you, come here. I'm like, oh, no. So I went up. And this is interesting. And he had prophesied people's addresses, phone numbers, everything. And he got to me and missed the whole thing. And I went, well, I'm not going to say he missed it. He goes, if you'll start praying for your husband, your marriage will be healed. And I went, do I have a husband? <laughs> I went, I came along tonight. Anyway, I was sitting there going, I don't know why I'm telling this. This is funny, but I guess. And I go, and the lady standing next to him knew me and went, Anyway, he kept going, and I thought, well, maybe he said I'm going to get married. You know, I was trying to help him out, because we all need help sometimes. But yeah. And then he couldn't get it right, so he took that thing along and went, and I went flying in the car. My eyelashes went down my face, and I went, what happened to me? <laughs> anyway, so I went to the bathroom to try to fix my eyelashes, and I went back in. I went, I'm not getting near that guy. And he did it again. And I went, Lord. Okay, I went out there oily, but no anointing. Come on, somebody. We want the anointing. How many want the anointing? Yeah. 
Amen? We are parked and we need to get in drive. That song Pastor John sang was, We Need a Move. And you know what I was thinking when we were singing that? We need to move. Come on, it was prophetic, Pastor Kathy. We need to move because we're in the way. Come on, somebody. We may be in the way of what God is wanting to do. Have you ever thought of that? Because we're not yielding. We're not surrendering completely. Amen? So look at somebody and say, you need to move. You don't say that to your husband or wife. Okay, wait, wait for you. You need to move. So let's finish that. All right, so Joshua... Joshua said the children of Israel, draw near and hear the words of the Lord your God. Amen. We may be seated. Can we give God a clap offering for his word? Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God for Benjamin. Amen. Amen. Now, tonight we're going to do something very prophetic. And I brought... Uh, some water from the Jordan River. This is holy. This is anointed. And I'm going to do something very prophetic. I have oil from the Holy Land, and it wasn't made by Muslims. It was made by Christians. Can you say amen? Don't shout me down. Okay. <laughs> Y'all get that later. Okay. So, we're going to cross. We're crossing over. So, I'll share a little bit of my testimony. Uh, since I've been here in six years, uh, we have, uh, during the pandemic, in July of 2020, I got on a plane and flew from California to Alabama. I'm from California. I have an Alabama accent, but I'm from California. And so during uh, the shut-in, I had seen my mom in six months. See, God can use a negative thing and turn it in and transition you into a new position. Pink slips or promotions. Can I get an amen? So here we go. And I called Mom and said, Mom, I'm coming to Alabama. She said, well, yeah, nobody's flying. I said, it's okay. I'm coming. The Lord put it in my heart. So I, I got online with um, Southwest Airlines, and uh, I bought a ticket for $88 round trip. Can, you, can I get another amen? Come on, say 88 is new beginnings. Come on, double, double. Come on. And so I get on the plane, and I took a selfie. Can you imagine me taking a selfie? It's unheard of. Anyway, so there was three people on that big plane. It seated probably 200 people. And I thought, how do we fly with three people? It didn't matter. So I took a selfie, and I said, I've got my own private jet. Come on, somebody. <laughs> They're flying me into Alabama. They're trying to get me out of California. Come on. But no one was flying. But to make a long story short, I started doing meetings in Alabama. My mom has a church. I wish I had a picture to show you up there. It's, she bought it in 2010 because it shut down. It was a United Methodist Church. I was raised in this little church, and I was saved in there at 11 years old. If you can get saved in the Methodist, I did. I, I think I did anyway. I went forward. That's not a negative thing. I love everybody. No. But um, so my grandmother ran the church. And when I got spirit-filled in 1992 in Mobile, Alabama, I was completely healed. I had three wards on my finger and they disappeared. I told the lady that did my hair today that story. She was, wow. See, you can share your testimony and release faith in people. Come on. 
come on. You don't have to Bible thump them. You just tell them what God did for you. Amen. And so I shared with her, and I talked about the Feast of Tabernacles going on here. I told her everything about it. I broke it all the way down, what it means. And she was listening. Come on, somebody. People, come on, that's how we, we share the gospel. you got to share your faith. Amen. And so um, once we got to uh, Alabama, I started three meetings a week, and I didn't know anybody because I've been gone uh, 23 years, and you can play that like that, 23 years, and so when I come back, I, you, you kind of have to start over, we don't like starting over, do we, but starting over is good, because you're not done, God started something new where you left off, right, and so at age 12, and this will go to our next scripture, Charlita, um, Isaiah, 62, Isaiah 62, and when I came in here and saw this wedding dress, I knew that this was part of the message, the bride. So Isaiah 62, let's start with verse 1. For the sake of Zion, or Sion, I will not keep silent. Come on, talk to me, somebody. Come on. This is a prophetic word. You can go home right there. We will not keep silent. Silent no more, church. Come on. And for the sake of Jerusalem, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamp that burns. And then we have a burning fire up here, right? The nation shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. And you shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord. Wow, that's soaking in. And a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no more be turned forsaken. Let me know you were you felt forsaken. You were deserted before you surrendered to God because you had a void, emptiness, like the world has and don't understand you, right? So you shall be termed desolate, but you shall be called my delight is in her. Come on, somebody. How many know the bride is female? Come on. It's a bride. My delight is yourself in him, he will grant you the desires of your heart. God delights in us and we delight in him. Come on somebody, that sounds like communion. Sounds like holy communion. See the feast is an in-gathering. Come on. We in-gather and we give and we thank God and we rejoice. That's what it is. That's a feast, right? God commanded us to rejoice. Oh, some of us going to get healed. Come on, we're going to cross the Jordan, and then we're going to get healed there, because Gilgal happened after the Jordan. Let me go back here. So you shall no more be termed forsaken, nor shall your land be termed desolate. But you shall be called, my delight is in her, and your land married. Come on. See, it's not your land, it's God. 
I came back to Beulah land. What is 40? What are we celebrating right now? Sukkah. Is Sukkah 40 years they were in the wilderness? And they came out, and they came, they come over, and they possess the land. Are y'all getting anything today? Come on. You're about to take authority. You're about, God has given you authority already, but you're about to take the land from him. Vermont, Maine, come on. New Hampshire, New England. Somebody say New England. You belong to Jesus. Come on. When we sing that in song tonight, your name is power. Come on. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Come on. I will speak the name of Jesus. We say the streets, but you need to say in Vermont. You need to say Hartford. You need to say whatever city you're in. You need to sing it. Confess it. I do that in California. We sing that song. Your name is power. Come on. See, I really believe God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Come on. And so to make this quickly, verse 6 is very prophetic for this year also. Isaiah 62, verse 6. I have set watchmen on your walls of Jerusalem. This is a year for the watchmen to get on the wall. Come on, talk to me. It's time to come up out of those potato chips and those TV dinners. And start praying. Come on. COVID is over. It's time to pray. It's time to fast. Come on. Is that right? Because you've got a mission. Look at somebody say, I have a mission. And I've got a mandate. Tonight's your day. Come on. Today's your day for a miracle. Come on. And so, here we are on the land. And I said, I, I turned around. And Mama Betty appreciate this story. But I looked over at that land, and I, I did a live Facebook. Imagine that. I just did a live Facebook. And I went all over that land on the back of that pickup, and I was letting people see. And they said, man, I've never seen you giggle and laugh like that. I said, good. I'm happy here. I didn't ever think I'd be happy in Alabama. But I've been spending every month with my mother. See, tonight's about family, too. Tonight, we're going to pull this together. We're going to put our name. You need to write your family members down during this service on a piece of paper that you want to see serving God. And we're going to put it on the altar. Can I get an amen? Yes. See, I brought my paperwork from Alabama. There's a deed in here. I'm believing things. God told me to put it on the altar and let it soak the first night I got here. Come on, somebody. Soak in his presence. How many's got faith to believe that God... We'll do what he said he will do. Yes. How many's got deeds? You've got contracts. Some of you need to get out of some lawsuits. Whatever it might be, the Lord spoke that to me to bring it to the altar. Yeah. Amen? And so I put it on his. This altar is anointed, by the way. So that's why I did it. I put it right here. I'm going to put it right back over here. And you can bring yours because I'm believing for some things there to transpire that needs to happen. And how, where else could it happen except in the presence of God? Amen? So bring your things, you know, tomorrow or Sunday night. I talked to Pastor Kathy about this already. You need to bring your family members and people because it's going to be, as God spoke to me, one of the preachers, I was sitting back there, was preaching to write it down. Because we're going to take back what the devil said. Come on, somebody. This land belongs to you and me. Come on. Say, this land is God's land, and it's my land. And 
breaking generational curses off the land. But one thing that God said to me about this, now think, follow me here, because I can bounce around, but listen deeply. While I was on the property, I went down to the barn, which was my great-great-grandparents, right? And so there's a buggy in that barn that belonged to my great-grandmother, and I didn't know it was in there. It was like the Ark of the Covenant was hidden <laughs> in the barn. And even when I lived down there on the farm, I didn't even know it was in there. And Mom goes, did you see the buggy, your great-grandmother's? And I said, I didn't know it was there. So I started finding hidden treasures. Right? Isaiah 45. Yeah. See, you're, you're, you're about to, we're going to read that too, okay? I'm going to give you some scriptures. But understand, even if you come out of a family that was Herman Munster's family, now talk to me, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> or what was it, the other one? The Adams family. Doesn't mean you have to stay. You're, you're the one that God's going to use to start something new. Come on, talk to me. Dysfunction is out of function. Come on, somebody. You got Okay, so some of us run away because we don't want to be around dysfunction. And we're still dysfunction. Anyway, so God wants to do something new through your family and your life that's historical. Amen? So uh, I did a live video in the buggy. Now, I couldn't even get in the barn. That, listen, that barn's falling in. So I bought a big black tarp. I'm trying to preserve my inheritance. Yes. Is anybody getting this tonight? Yes. So, because the Lord said, Leanne, no matter what happened in your family or anybody else's, he told me this, you need to possess your inheritance, yes. good or bad. Because there is bad in every family member that we've ever had. Yes. Right? We had Cousin Ed. Everybody had a Cousin Ed, right? <laughs> Y'all remember it? Okay. okay. <laughs> we love our crazy people in the South. Come on, somebody. Now, so, so here we go. And I did a video, and I did a live video and showed that buggy. And the Lord spoke to me and said, tell the people you've got to embrace your lineage and your heritage. Even, he said, the good not the bad. He said, you don't have to take the bad, but there's good in every one of our family members somewhere because they gave birth to us, right? If you're, listen, my great-grandmother was born in the year 1900. They had that buggy. And I thought about this. Someone posted something on this, but it was real for me. She actually survived World War One. She survived the Spanish flu that killed millions of people. Amen. She survived uh, the Great Depression. Come on, talk to me. She survived World War II, the Korean War, and the Vietnam War. Now I got chills on me. We're still here for a reason. God's going to use you supernaturally. So I thought of my great-grandmother. If she had died and my grandfather hadn't been born, I would not be standing here today. You need to thank God for your inheritance. Come on, somebody. I know you've got to embrace the good. I don't know what kind of family you came out of, but forgive them and love the good, right? And so the Lord began to speak that to me. Well, last week I was uh, on Facebook, and there was a, a, a woman of God who was a prophesying, and she said, the Lord said, you're going to get it all back this.
this year. This is the year you're going to get it all back. You need to embrace your inheritance and your lineage. And I went, that's just what God told me. See, God will confirm his word out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. Every word shall be what? Established. God will send people to confirm it. So going back to the land, after I did the video, I said, I've got an inheritance here. We have 149 acres, and I, it's with my brother's names on it, and my mom's, my dad passed, so it's not on there. And I said, I am getting closer to heaven every day. I've got land that I need to use for the glory of God. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Can we give God a clap off? church. We raised $6,000 in two months and put a new roof on the church. Come on, somebody. Hey! Come on. Anyway, I didn't have a thing to do with it. It was Jesus because he wants to do something there. So we had people started coming from the community. And then people started coming and getting delivered and salvation. And people were getting healed. And then I ordained two women in ministry last year during the COVID. By the way, I got COVID after we went to the farm. <laughs> yeah, right. So I got hit, and I was in bed for two weeks. But I did not get COVID in California. I got it in Alabama. Think about it. There's some territorial spirits there that did not want me there. See, we're going to talk about that in a hurry. The Hittites, the Melakites, the Amorites, the Jebusites, and all the kites and ites. The Lord said, the land is yours. Drive them out. Come on. you got to drive out. The land is yours. It's consecrated. you got to take the land. Amen? Amen? So as we're moving forward and we're ministering, um, I prophesied and I just spoke it out. Pastor Daniel was very excited about this. And I said, we're going to have a prayer mountain right here yeah. above the pond. The Lord told me where it was. Come on. Yeah. Come on, somebody. And so I walked the land. Boy, I went in my Uggs. We walked from the creek because you can't get over there. Without a four-wheel drive. See, it's going to take something for you to take your land. And then we give up because we can't, you know, drive. We can't. Look, walk it. Honey, I was not even out of breath. We got it. We walked up three miles. We walked all the way from the creek up to the mountain. And we stood there and we prayed. And the wind went. See, when the wind blows, there's a confirmation. The Holy Ghost is present. The Lord told me that. He's told me that before. And so we start praying again, and my sister helps me, got slain in the spirit. She was laid out in the grass in the hay, so I laid down too. We were laying in the hay fields. Come on, somebody. And we just, come on, we were worshiping. See, you've got to be willing to get undignified. Come on, somebody. Wasn't David undignified? Okay, so now we're in the process, uh, uh, Pastor, of putting a road in. Someone gave us a donation, someone I've been praying for for many years, many, many years. And suddenly they sold their business and they called me. And they said, we want to help you get a parsonage for the land. Oh, come on, somebody. Take the land. 
And so I know people think I'm crazy, but you know what? If you decree a thing, it shall be done. And the Lord brought it back to me. Now look, there's an old shack house on the hillside that's fallen in. I took the girls up. Did anybody see the movie The Shack? Okay, it looked just like The Shack. <laughs> so we walked up. We were peeking in the windows, and there was antique furniture in there. I went, this is my inheritance sitting in a shack, falling apart. You're about to see some things you didn't know you had. Come on, there's things coming back to you. Your inheritance coming back. And so all the girls go, Pastor Leanne, there's furniture in there. I went, I didn't know that. See, the enemy does not want you to possess what God has for you. Because we are gatekeepers. Come on. He's going to try to roadblock it and stop it. But when you walk the land, it's yours, right? And so we're putting, we're, it's taken me six months to find somebody to put a road in. But we're finally getting there. We've got to have a well and a septic tank. Come on, somebody help me pray this in. Come on, prophesy. Say, come on, Pastor, you can do it. These two here are legendary doing that. They're just put the stake in the ground. Amen? So let me share this. The little church, uh, it was built in 1868, and Mom bought it in 2010. Let me tell you how she bought it. Are y'all ready to do something just out of the box? Yes. That's why we got the leaf blower. Okay. <laughs> We're going to make a way. Mom rode her lawnmower over there across the street because the grass had grown up so high. The church had been shut down for about a year. So mom called the Methodist organization and said, can I mow the grass over there? See, one generation had passed away was my grandparents. The church closed because there was only 10 people at Lent because there's not even a red light out there. Y'all talk to me. Come on. It's not about numbers either. It's about character and the kingdom and the power of God that is in the people that God has chosen to possess the land. Come on. Joshua and Caleb were the only two that went across and came back saying we we're well able to take the land. We are, and the others were, we're grasshoppers. I well, Moses, why would you listen to the other ten? There were two out of the tribe. Come on. They said we can do it. Because God said it's ours. So you're always going to be mad with something that's going to try to stop you from the enemy because God said it's yours. So we're, we're rising up to take land. So this is what I did. In 2004, I was still in California working in a worldwide ministry. That's why I didn't have time to go to Alabama. So I took two steaks from Lowe's. Anybody ever been to Lowe's? You know what steaks are? They're not something you eat. But, you know, they're... <laughs> I put two fried steaks. No. We took two steaks, and we wrote scripture on them. Teresa Allen, who worked with me in the ministry, flew with me to Alabama. My mom came over there. Oh, four, right? We took the stakes and we took dirt from Angela's Temple and the Dream Center. And we mixed it up with anointing oil. It's in, you know, it's the dirt ministry. You know what that is? <laughs> and driving stakes in the ground is in the Bible. Look it up. It's in there. So we took the stakes and I took a picture and mom was standing there with us. And we said, we claim this church for revival fire. Come on. The glory of God to be poured out in this Methodist church. Come on. Come on, somebody. Talk to me. Come on. Don't get mad at people. Pray for people. Come on. And so guess what happened? Six years later, my mom bought the church. 
house of God. Amen. We're going through some new double doors this year. God, what's been holding your backs about to open up? Come on. So let's start with, uh, let's read the whole thing. Thus said the Lord to Cyrus, his anointed, whose right hand I have held to subdue nations before him and to loosen the, the loins of kings. Yeah. Come on. To open doors before him so that the gates will not be shut. Come on. God's opening doors and gates. Come on. I will go before you and make the crooked places. Somebody stand like this. There's a prophetic sound on this. So let God speak. He's speaking. I will go before you and make the crooked places straight. I will break in pieces the gates of bronze. And shatter the bars bars of iron, and I will give you the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord who calls you by your name. I am the God of Israel. Amen? Can we give God a shout right there? There are doors that's opening prophetically. See? say what God says. Amen? I just hear and I decree it and I believe it. Amen? I've seen God do miracles and you're about to see the gates open. Come on. Amen? The gates are about to open wide. Amen? Okay, so let's, let me give you a few things here and then if you'll put that song on very gently Benjamin, if he disappeared. He's right there. Shalom Jerusalem. Yes, I love this song. The anointing is going to soak. Okay, so you're going to get double for your trouble. Come on, somebody. There is double coming. Okay, the other thing the Lord spoke to me was Normandy. Anybody remember Normandy? I'm going, Lord, why do you keep saying Normandy? I have to look things up, right? And that's where we, the battle turned. That's where the victory come, brother. And then, listen, this is when all the allies came together. And they united against Hitler, right? See, you and I got to not divide. We got to unite. We got to become allies. We got to fall in love with each other. Come on, somebody. Because we're fighting the battle against one enemy. Come on. Who is that? Satan, Lucifer. He's demonic. He's evil. He's jealous. He's a backbiter. Come on. He he is an he's an adversary. Come on. He he comes to steal and kill and destroy. Come on. If you ever see that going on, God's not in it. Come on, talk to me, somebody. This is a sealing season of healing and restoration for the body of Christ to come over that Jordan. And get into the land flowing with date honey, milk and honey. Come on, date honey. It's date honey. We think it's honeybees. It's date honey. Come on. That's some good stuff. And so Normandy, when they all came together, I said, Lord, why do you keep speaking this to me? So I looked it up, and the, the secret code that they had for that battle was called over. Lord. Come on, talk to me. 
overlord. Amen. Remember, church, why would it say overlord? This is it. It's over. What are you? What is your secret passcode? Come on. What are you? What is your your word that God has given you? That's what God wanted me to see. This battle is over. Come on. We are winning. We are victorious. Come on, talk to me. Amen. Overlord. Come on, say it's over, Lord. Come on. It's over, Lord. Come on, we will not give up. Say victory, victory, victory. This is victory. Remember, Churchill said, we'll never give in. Come on, See, Christians said to say it. Come on, we'll never give in. We've never given up. Come on. Never, never, never. We are victorious. Come on, Mama. We're victorious. So how do we prepare for this? So we know that in the time of the feast, it's a time of rejoicing. But what are we rejoicing over? Come on. What are we rejoicing about? Amen? So let's look at this real quick. And then I'm going to pray. We're going to play a song. And we're going to worship, if that's okay with pastors. And I'm going to uh, prophesy prayer with some people. Y'all ready? Come on, somebody. All right. So I take a lot of notes, so just let me get through the ones I need to read, okay? So as as a reminder, the revival takes place where people believe. Where people get in the presence of God is where revival takes place. Because everything in you that's dead comes alive by the power of God, right? And so the Lord begins to show us things in our hearts and in our lives we need to work on, right? A lot of the things that the Lord is doing right now, and he's going to do this at Gilgal tonight, some of you battle insecurities. Amen? We battle things of what people think. We have hidden things that are not always sinful things, but they're holding us back from our destiny. Talk to me. Anybody understand that? I preached this the other day at our church. Because the Lord was telling me this. There are things that we hold on to as a crutch that God wants us to throw the crutch down. Tonight we're going to throw crutches down. Amen. You may not be on a physical crutch, but you might have a mental crutch, a physical inside or spiritual crutch. Right? Because the Lord's been working on me. He's been dealing with me on stuff. I've been on the carpet. Amen. Because I want to go to heaven. How many want to make heaven? Come on, somebody. It doesn't, come on, give God a clap offer. It doesn't have to be about hanging out in the bars and the clubs. I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking about things that so easily beset us, right? That holds us back from running the marathon. And then we get sidetracked and we just go to church and that's it. Amen? Talk to me. And we don't realize what God's holy word is, what he's trying to get to us. How he wants to use us for his glory. Come on, somebody. Say that with me. Lord Jesus, use me for your glory. So I believe that we are about to experience an overflow of provision. Amen. How many believe that? An overflow of provision is coming. Honey, there were times in my life it was so tight. I didn't know if I was going to be able to get in the car and drive anywhere. Talk to me, somebody. 
We have 10 cents in your checking account, but everybody thought she's loaded. Come on, talk to me. <laughs> Come on. And nobody knew but God. That's how you get the victory. You trust Him and not man. Man is not your source. God is your provider. Come on. If God had given me money way back, I would have blown, blown the whole thing. I had to be tested. Come on, talk to me. You have to be tested. You have to go through trials of purification. Amen? Because I could go to the mall and clean it out. Come on, somebody. Talk to me. Ladies, come on. Anybody in here besides me? Have a bag of eyelashes. Come on, somebody. And I said, as long as I got my eyelash and makeup, I'll be okay. But see, there's more. I want you to be responsible. My mama daddy's got to have those sparkle shoes. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but see, I was trained a certain way. God had to retrain me. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Yes. You have to be retrained, but you have to be trustworthy. Amen? Let me say this about finances. Two, three years ago, I prayed and prayed for to live alone. I wanted to be alone. Some people are going, I don't want to be alone. See, we're all in a different place, right? Some people say, oh, I want to be married, I want to be married, I want to be single, I want to be single. Talk to me. Everybody's in a different, nobody's completely happy where they are. But when you get settled in with God where you are, everything's going to fall into place. Come on. Talk to me. And so, I finally got to live alone, and I loved it. I've always lived with people because California is like living, you know, in New York City. It's kind of expensive. And so I prayed and prayed, and finally God shifted it. Well, I had to believe for more rent, and I had to believe God for more to pay the light bill, water bills. Come on, somebody. Come on, talk to me. Am I talking to anybody that's been there, done there, bought the T-shirt? So I'm saying this to encourage you because – I went to minister somewhere, and God had me preach on something, on holiness, and the pastor, anyway, it's another story. <laughs> anyway, he didn't like what I preached, and I got the right hand, you know, there was no offering or anything, not that I trusted the offering, but I'm like, oh, that was powerful, a woman got delivered, and her stomach was healed, and, but he was doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing, so God was exposing it. And he kicked me out. So on the way home, he didn't kick me out. He just didn't say goodbye. And I'm like, hmm, discernment. Okay, so on the way to my church service that night, the Lord, I said, God, you're my source. Okay, let me tell you something. So we had a powerful service that night. And when I was leaving to go out the door, a lady came across the parking lot in the dark and just came back to our church. And she said, Pastor Leanne, she had this look on her face. And I went, yes. And the anointing was all over. She said, God just spoke to me to pay your rent for three months. Okay, nobody got happy. Okay. Why am I telling you that? Because I got rejected in another service because I preached what God told me to preach. Come on. Talk to me, somebody. Come on. See, you can serve God and God's going to take care of you. I went home that night, and the next day I walked into my office, and I heard the Lord say to me, Leanne, why did you doubt me? And I said, Lord, I didn't doubt you. I was like Sarah. You know, 
thoughts. He knows the conversation you have in your bedroom. Come on. In your car. Amen. Talk to me. He hears what you say out of your mouth, even though nobody else hears you. That's right. So you've got to get plain sight on him. Let him see everything in your life and don't hold anything back. Amen. Does that make sense? We're at Gilgal right now. We're at Gilgal. We just crossed the Jordan and we're healing because God's going to heal the nations through you. Come on. Say, God's going to heal the nations through me. Come on. Look, I've changed in the last six years. God has done a work in me, and he has brought uh, a trust level that he can trust me now. Come on. Not that he can trust me before. It's just that there's another level. See, you can't stay down here and expect God to give you the millions and the thousands. And Come on. And the dream for you for it to come true if your level of faith is and you're just right here. That's why it keeps you out of the nest. Come on. We get comfortable. We want to stay in uncomfortable positions. We get comfortable in uncomfortable. But I'll say today, God's not gonna let you stay comfortable. Come on, not this year. He's gonna keep us out of the nest and have us walk on the water. Come on, somebody. Amen. Come on. I'd rather be a wet water walker than a dry pew sitter. Come on. He will elevate you if he can trust you. Amen. So we believe in God for that prayer mountain. Because I don't want to die and leave this earth and not fulfill what God called me to do. Can I get an amen? Come on. How many, how many agree with me tonight for your life? Say there's more coming. Say there's more coming. God's got more for me. Amen. There is more coming. It's a new beginning. Amen. The new provision flows are coming. Come on, somebody. Amen. There is money coming. I'm not a money preacher. I'm just saying. Pastor Dan, did you bring your little thingy tonight? Get up here with that thing. Come on. Can we can we be prophetic? Amen. Look, I'm very balanced, but I love the Lord. Also, I've got my leaf blower. Okay, where is, where is Wes? Wes. Okay, Wes, get up here. Run up here, Wes. <laughs> okay, so when you sit in a service, you take something away, right? When Wes was preaching, we were under a heavy anointing. And I get silly under the anointing sometimes. And she's going to make it rain, and we're going to blow the leaves off the ground. So Wes was preaching. This is my analogy, okay? If this was a real, we'll say, G-U-N. Yeah, on Facebook. Okay, so this is a leaf blower. It blows leaves. Okay. So I came through the door, and I looked at this, and I saw the anointing on it. And I picked it up, and I went, <laughs> because Wes said, if I've got the word in me, right? If this, listen, if you don't have the word in you, you're going to be shooting blanks, right? And so if you've got the word, you're going to shoot and the power of God's going to come out and the enemy's going to be taken down. Come on, somebody. Y'all need to go back and watch Wes. So we're not shooting blanks no more. You know why you shoot blanks? The word's not in you. You can't shoot what's not in you. 
You got to lock and load. Come on, somebody. We got to lock and load this year. So we got to know the word and we got to speak the word. Amen. I want to point this in here. I'll point over here. Dad, get out of the way. <laughs> so when I pick this up, God speaks to me in things like this. Prophets are weird. I'm telling you. <laughs> but did you know you're a VIP? A very interesting person. Okay. So this says heart. God is dealing with hearts. Right? Heart. Come on, somebody. The anointing is heavier tonight. We're all going to pray over y'all tonight. So look, we're going to put it right there. And then Pastor Diana is going is going to release the money. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Provision.
I'm just obeying God what he said. He said, bring family, contracts, deeds, homes, court cases, whatever you're believing him for, we're going to put it on the altar. Now, please understand something. This has nothing to do with me getting an offering tonight, okay? I don't do all that. Uh, some people think, she's just, no. Holy Ghost spoke this to me. Amen? And I believe he's going to move in the midst of his people. Come on, it's family. God is after our families. When I went to Israel, to the Wailing Wall, Israel Prayer Wall, Jerusalem, my mom said to me, you know, some things are good and some are bad. We just thank God for restoration. Put my nephew's name in the wall. She said, put, put my grandson's name in the wall. Well, I haven't seen him in 15 years. Uh, he's 25. And when I flew back from Israel, he called mom and said, Nana, can I come see you? Come on. And he has a, he, he fights junior one diabetes. I say fight because I don't say people have stuff. I don't say that. Because my prayer's going to be ineffective if I said, where is this guy? Not that we're, we're not religious about it, but I just believe when I pray, you're going to be healed. Come on. And so he's standing in my apartment right now, which, you know, wasn't what I thought was going to happen, but he's staying there and he's healing. And I prayed over his foot. But in 15 years, God can bring somebody right back up to your doorsteps for restoration. And when I come back from Israel the same day, I was in the bed sleeping. He came home. He came back. Come on, somebody. Say, restoration for my family. Come on. His name's Colby Wild Pendergrass. Pray for him. Because he does need salvation. But, you know, being around me is Shoulders. Come on. 
and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Memorize it. Memorize verse 7 because this is over your life this year. This is over your life. Of the increase of his government, come on, and peace, there shall be no end. Come on. Come on, give God a clap right there. Come on. And over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with justice. Can you say justice? Justice. I'm giving you a lot tonight, but listen. This is going to be your justice. Come on. God is going to bring justification. But let me say this. There is judgment before there can be justice. Is that right, Pastor? When the children of Israel rebelled, there was judgment. I know that's Old Testament. But, but God didn't leave them in judgment. He brought justice. He restored them every time. He restored them every time. So here in where we live right now, I'm trying to be careful what I say. Isn't that sad? Where we live right now, when judgment comes, it's going to bring justice. God is a God of justice. Does that make sense? I'm not getting political. It's the word of God. If we don't repent, God will judge us when we're dead, right? Judgment comes to the house of God. So justice will come. God loves mercy. He's a merciful God. Or I would be standing here today. I'd be six feet under. I love mercy. I'm a mercy person too. Mercy. But I believe a lot of things are going to happen in the year. It's going to bring correction. So justice can come. Right? Does that make sense? When you have a judge, he judges according to the facts. Right? It comes into the court. He corrects. He spanks us. Come on, I call it spanking. Has God ever spanked you? And you had to humble yourself so you could get back into alignment. Let me say this. This is an example. In West Virginia, I left the church and I wasn't supposed to leave. I was young in the Lord, and the church, one of the pastors left and went somewhere else, and I wanted to go with him because he was the evangelist. So I went with him, and God put a rod in my back, and I felt it. He goes, you're out of order. I went, I am? I didn't do anything. I just went, I went with him. <laughs> and he goes, you need to repent, fast and pray. And go back to the church. Now God will deal with you. How do we want God to deal with you? How many really have God do it and somebody else? Amen. This was a good lesson. I'd only been saved about a year. And I, I prayed all weekend and God said, go back in and repent and go back to church. And I did. I went back and that rod came out of my back. You don't want a rod in your back from God. Come on. And and I hadn't done anything that was like a sin. I just Left, I wasn't supposed to go. Come on, talk to me. You ever, look, some people leave the church and they weren't supposed to leave. Right? Because God hadn't released them. They just thought they'd go because they liked somebody's personality. Stop it. Come on, somebody, talk to me. you got to be where God plants you and don't leave there until God releases you. And always go to your pastor before you go. Talk to me, because you want to leave with a blessing. 
leave with a blessing. Why? Because I don't want to go somewhere else and go through the same thing. Come on. <laughs> Talk to me. It's like getting married and you divorce and think you're going to marry somebody else and get something different. <laughs> and then you go, oops. Okay, it's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, so... But anyway, if y'all want to put in your prayer request for our families, because God's going to bring healing. And you know, one of the reasons I think that God uses me in funny ways is because we need to laugh. You know, we're so serious sometimes, amen? And God wants to restore and heal and repair. So just write those down. I believe we're going to see miracles this year, like Kobe coming back. After 15 years, he was a little boy, and he came back. God will use circumstances to speak to your kids and your grandkids to come to him. Amen? What did he say? Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Amen? You want God to, to do the, the healing. He's good. He's not going to take you out. Come on, somebody, talk to me. Or I wouldn't be here today. So, judgment brings justice. Right? Think about that. I'm not, I'm not preaching judgment today because I don't want God judging me. Come on, somebody, talk to me. But he will allow, he'll correct things in the world. So people will come to him and come back to him. Right? It's about restoration. Amen? All right, so we're going to put on a really fast dance song, and we're going to dance for the Lord. Are y'all ready? Five, six, five, four. Four. Just do them all. Okay. I'm trying to follow his leading. That's what I'm trying to do, Pastor. I'm trying to follow him. So I need some women up here with me. Come on, ladies. Dancing women. I need some dancing women. Grab a flag. Okay. Then, men, I'm here ready. Because we're going to get the victory tonight, then I'm going to prophesy. I have some words. Come on, this is rejoicing night. Come on.
Amen. Come on, somebody. Hand me that exercise. I did. Okay. So Joshua said at Gilgal, they were going to be circumcised the second time, but it was there that the flesh was cut away so that they could heal and then go in and take what rightfully belonged to them. So it took the Lord with me 28 years to prepare me to go back to Alabama. I say that humbly. Because you have to want... See, sometimes God will take you where you don't want to go. Missions, he may send you to Pakistan. You go, I'm going to Pakistan. And then you'll go have a healing crusade and miracles happen. See, we've got some Jonas. Come on, talk to him. They don't want to say the word of the Lord because you don't like the people God sent any now. <laughs> but see, God's going to change your heart in this season. That's why we have that heart. Um, we're not going to blow the arrow on you tonight. But God wants a change of heart for us. Amen? And he wants our yay to be yay and our nay to be nay. Amen? Yes and amen. When God calls us. And then we fulfill what he's asked us to do. It's never going to be easy, right? If it was, everybody could do it. But you've got pastors that are pioneers who have been called to God in this area. And this is not, well, it is. This is an easy area to preach. Come on, somebody. Talk to me. So you got to call those things as they are. This is an easy place. See, the Lord sent me to Hollywood, and I would not even go up there. When I lived in Orange County, out in California, and he's told me, my friend came in from Tennessee, and we go up there. I said, I'm not going to Hollywood. She goes, I want to go see and get a souvenir. I said, I'm not going up there. It's dark. There's demons and spirits. <laughs> she goes, well, I want to go. I said, okay. So I got in the car, drove up there, pushed her out of the car on the street. <laughs> And I circled the block, and I said, get a souvenir. And she'd come and jump back in the car. And we went back to Orange County. That's a true story. She goes, is this all we get to do? I said, don't you feel the darkness up here? No, I don't want to be around demons. Isn't that funny? Now, and I started a church there. Like 12 years later, I'm up here planning a church. I'm going, this is bizarre. How did I get here? But see, God, your life is a lie. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That means the light is in you. So he positions you to bring light, right? To shift atmospheres, to change cities and nations. That's what the apostles did, right? They went in and preached and risked their own lives. And you and I have got to be risk takers. Come on. We've got to be willing to step out on God's word. Because Risk is like faith, right? It's totally, it's walking towards Jesus. And so in this season, let God pour in the oil and the wine. Let him heal you before you go all the way in and start fighting demonic forces. Amen? Do you understand?
ministry I worked in, I got caught up in, in them or that, this or that. And I had to find myself back in lonely times. If you're caught in the prophetic, you're not going to always hang out with everybody because you've got to hear God and not the people. If Moses stayed with all the people, he couldn't hear God. He had to go up to the high places. And this year, if you're willing to go and separate yourself to the high places, you're going to hear God and you're going to come back down from the mountain and you're going to have the word of the Lord. Come on, talk to me. Get with God and spend time with Him. I cry myself to sleep at night. And I say, God, I don't want to be alone. Now I can love being alone. <laughs> it was a healing season. I worked with 250 employees. There's people everywhere. We all had walk. We had the walkie-talkies. No, we had the, you know, we talked to each other. And then when you, if you, when, like when Moses died and Joshua had to take over, that's a big responsibility. But some of you are going to be called to be Joshua's. And you're going to be called to carry legacy. So it's time to stay on the altars, see? We've, we've gotten away from altars. And we just come and, and we just hear the word and go home. Say there's more than that. God's got more for me. Because the pastors lead and preach, but the sheep go after sheep. Come on, somebody. Our churches aren't filled because the people come and just want to come and do their church and go home. But there's more than that. Altars are going to be filled again. Amen. Come on, altars. People running for revival to get with the bridegroom. Come on. Amen. This is the time for it. So when I went back to Alabama in 2011, the first thing that happened to me is I opened the old rusted gate that was on the farm to go down. And you know what happened? It fell on me. And I went, uh uh-uh, devil. This is my land. See, I wasn't strong enough yet to go back and take it. But I have a scar on my hand. It's up here where it fell on my hand. It left a cut, a scar, it's still there. It's reminding me I'm taking the land. Come on. Come on, somebody. You may have a scar, but let me say something. That's a reminder that you didn't quit and you didn't give up. Come on. Joshua said, everywhere we put our feet, come on. God's given me the land, right? Do not fear, do not be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with you wherever you go. Remember the prophets? There are far more for you than against you. Come on. So when that gate fell on me, I picked it up. I just shoved it. And I said, God, bring him a new gate. Come on. Come on, somebody. And guess what happened just recently? Overnight, there was a brand new gate put on there, and nobody knows where it came from. True story. Come on. Brand new gate, silver. And I said, wow, who did that?
five month notice by Pastor Danadesh. She is so organized. But I write with my Alabama handwriting. And I wrote on the envelope before I left to come here. Can y'all read that? Because I can't. Okay. It's in tongue. You interpret what I'm saying. Anyway. One thing, too, don't be so busy. Because I get busy with ministry. And I go, and I'm not as fresh as I could be because I'm working so hard. That's why we need lay people, and we need intercessors, prayer warriors, and people to help carry the anointing with us. Right? You've got to have a team that can take the slack for the pastors. We don't just come to church to be a monument. Come on. <laughs> We're a movement. Didn't we sing it tonight? We need a move. Hit somebody say, you need to move. Come on, you got to move. Come on. I'm being prophetic tonight. So I'm going to humble myself and pray for you. And the Lord told me at the table to bring this water from the Jordan and the oil from Israel. Because we just got back from the Holy Land. And he said, humble yourself and pray. Send healing and love over their feet. Put oil on their feet from Jerusalem. That's the only place where you will read in the Old Testament where God said he put his name on Jerusalem. He said, my name is on this city. Amen. Pray for the peace of Yerushalayim. And he said, I have a new word for them. Tell them to prepare for what's next for them. So I always say it. So I'm just all I'm going to give. But he said to pour the water from the Jordan because you're crossing over. Do you know how sacred this is? I'm not worshiping water. But this is the water from the Holy Land. It's in the pretty bottle. And to pour it over their feet and to bless them into their new season. Because as the Ark of the Covenant and the high priest went in the water, y'all are like high priests, right? They're the Levites. They carry the glory of God into cities. Come on. And so you all are crossing over and everybody's going to cross with you. Come on. Women, children, amen. People are going to follow the anointing. They're going to follow the ark. Amen. So can we put a chair right here in the middle and I'll just sit there? And if it's okay with you all, pastors, 